What do you do? I mean, where, where do you go? <sighs> if you need to cry, just cry. Just side just up for this. Just <laughs> up for this. It's just... It's just the reason it's um, hitting me is like, we miscarried a couple of few years ago. Yeah. Because now, can't, because um, of a condition, could never have, you know, so it, Jude was IVF. Yeah, and then um, he's a miracle boy. And uh, then you know she sort of she got pregnant, and which was no way you know it, it should have happened. And um, yeah, I remember seeing the scan, and yeah. and she miscarried, and yeah, yeah, and it's affected her ever since. You know, she's um, there was a little soul in there, and it's my belief system that that little soul just wasn't. <laughs> The time wasn't right. But I, I, you know? I was very much like you, David. I just cracked on. I was so busy at work. Yeah. I had, I remember the day I went back into work. Yeah. The day it happened. And then I took the rest, I went back back into work. Yeah. And then the day after that, I took, I took the rest of the week off with her. And uh, yeah, just, you just cause I, I, I'm just trying to explain that. I understand how you just carried on. You know, you, 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 yeah. you, it's... Um, well, my... My appreciation is that A, I understand it and I've had all the dots filled in and um, it's just, it's astonishing, isn't it? Mm. But to lose a baby at birth mm. or when it's fully formed as mm. a fetus um, or lose a child after they've mm. been yeah, gifted yeah. to you it's, I can't think of anything much worse. No. So the way I'm talking about in context, I know what I went through. Mm. Um, you know, and it still makes me cry now, but mm. when Nat listens to this, mm. oh, yeah. it's going to get her. Yeah, so yeah. you just need to be ready to catch her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And, and all I would say is, you know, here we are, two grown men having a little cry yeah. in a podcast. Well, uh, I don't care. No. Let's be vulnerable. Tears are good. Tears are Persians. Yeah. You know, it proves that you've got some sadness and some part of your anatomy oh, trapped yeah. from yeah, that. Yeah. You know, and the fact that you said I went back to work and yeah. you know, it's accepting that I've never really processed it yeah, no, and no, no. appreciated what my wife, who you I know you adore yeah. and love her, but what she went through. You've never discussed it. You've never discussed never it. Never discussed well, it. I can. I can't. I can't remember us sat down. Well, if there's if there's a beautiful Talking purpose for this podcast yeah. to exist, it's so that you will yeah. might have a discussion about that. Yeah. You know, so you know we can have sadness and it just wasn't meant to be. No, it did. It did affect me. Yeah, yeah. You know, I know it did. I, there were times when I, I did cry. Yeah. Um, but I generally cried on my own, not to anyone else. But yeah, it's um, so I can, I can as best as I can. You know, I can understand how you know low you were on the third day, um, sobbing for hours, for and hours and hours. Oh god, yeah. And then you, so you would think we've been delivered the most incredibly bad news that was imaginable, and at the time, yeah, that's how it felt. Yeah, and we had to grieve. We had to go through a full grieving process. And it's partly why Jackie's been mm. flat. Mm. You know, it's, yeah. it's a lot to do with it. She went through... Well, from that day, she's not been the same. So, just... I don't think... Just rewind back a bit. So, I can understand you saw the four-year-old girl... Yeah. ...with an A above her head. Yeah. Jackie, she saw the same person 
but an older version of. No, the, she no. she was witnessing a relationship and the feeling of a friend who was, a, you know, a real deep connection. Mm. And they've made this pact that this friend who died before Jackie was going to come back mm. in another life. That was the deal they made. We'll get together. Mm. They were so intensely strong. And uh, Jackie was upset because of this friendship that she'd connected with the energy of it mm. and couldn't believe how powerful mm. it was right now. Mm. She didn't see her. She just knew mm. her name. And she, she knew the... Felt the, the vibration, the energy of this deep, deep friendship. I saw a girl, a little girl in the future who's going to be, who's going to reappear. And then Jackie went, oh my God, that's her. She is going to make it. This wasn't the time when we miscarried. And we, she, she, she says she miscarried. She told Jackie, I was that miscarriage. She said, because you and David were saying, we can't have, right, life's too busy. Right, get you. She says, so I, I, yeah. I went down yeah, the toilet. Yeah, 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 yeah. I literally went down the toilet because you weren't ready. But she says, don't worry, I will come back. Yeah. That was our deal. Right. So Jackie was so, that was, I so upset that. Yeah, so because that was she realised who she'd miscarried. The friend in the previous life mm -hmm. had come back as... Mm -hmm. As our daughter. As a daughter, yeah. She was going to be our daughter. Uh, but... She's so bloody right. Uh, we weren't ready. Yeah, yeah. If we'd got pregnant and had a third child, I mean, sure we'd have coped, but yeah, know, it's, coped. it's unimaginable. You know, I, our lives were just mm. every day was full. I know that sounds typical, but we were running businesses, and that was a ridiculous oh. time. So anyway, it wasn't meant to be, was it? And I don't mean to sound black or white or. But it's the truth. It's the truth. There are no coincidences. So, so you, you go into the fourth day, how are you feeling the fourth day then? Uh, I didn't really want to go to Ayahuasca fourth night. No. I was just exhausted. Um, on, the, on the third afternoon, uh, there are three things that they ask you to hmm. do with Ayahuasca whilst you're there. Number one, you've heard me say it a few times, I surrender like a hmm. child, show me who I've hmm. become. And that show me who I've become basically gives Mother Nature, Mother Ayahuasca, permission to show you who you are mm. and what your story is and heal what needs healing mm. in order of priority. The second thing that you ask it, once you think you've seen mm. how you are, where I am now, and you do know, you get a sense that I'm, I've, I've done that part yeah. of the journey. The second thing you ask is uh, re-emerge me with my soul. So in the book that I'm going to give you after this, podcast to take home. Jerry talks about soul merging. So, very briefly, when you are born, you are a soul energy. Hmm. Totally untainted. And you, you, you come through this amazing journey inside your mother's womb. Hmm. And here you are. And you arrive and you are so fresh, so pure, so... You are the epitome of nature. Hmm. You're just a living, breathing miracle, right? And we all look at babies, and even the ugly ones we think are beautiful, <laughs> yeah, if you're yeah, the parents, yeah. right? Yeah. But you, if you really, really look into a newborn baby's eyes, when, when they get clarity after a yeah. few weeks and months, it is like looking at divinity. Yeah. It, it is so magical. They are just, whoa, mm. everything to them is miraculous. Mm. Mm. Everything to them is so interesting and new. Mm. 
And that's when you're really looking at the closest thing you can resemble a soul, mm. a soul spirit of a new human being before it starts filling up the rucksack, yeah. as I say, with yeah, all the baggage yeah, yeah. and shit, right? Did you see this in your lads, going back to just what we spoke no, about previously? No, Is that a regret? No. No, it's not. No. It's not a regret, because I get it now. Yeah. You know, and I can look into my lads now at 23 and 26, and they're, they're beautiful see to me. See the men they've become. They're beautiful to me. So. Anyway, I task that. Yeah, yeah, it's funny. So... They teach you to re-emerge with your soul. And what, what that's about is accepting that you once were absolutely fucking perfect. Yeah. Right? And your parents thought so. Some other people may have thought so as well, mm. if you were fortunate enough. But you were so mm. pure. You were the essence of spirit in a new life. And what they say is that to have a human existence, you have to detach from that soul. And it always happens... Up to the age of about five. Hmm. So by the time you have a five-year-old child, they've detached from that soul self. You know how some children, they just appear to be more wise and older yeah. than the years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And some children are just a bit more dreamy, a bit yeah. more kind of spiritual. They're a bit, you know, it's as if even when they're on their own, they're not lonely. Hmm. Or, you know, they've got imaginary friends. Yeah. Yeah. And all, all that stuff, right? Well... All babies have that. They're connected to another world mm. previously. And we haven't got time now, but I asked Mother Ayahuasca to explain, how does a soul enter a body? And she showed me the whole swirl of mm. souls that gather. When, a, when, a, when an embryo is impregnated with a sperm, mm. that's only two parts of a triangular jigsaw. It then needs a soul to merge with it to go through mm. a term and create a human being. And I was shown the whole swirling energy of how that actually mm. happens yeah. when somebody gets pregnant. And it was absolutely magical. I got such a download of what goes yeah. on and is going on. And uh, so I, I buy into this story at Rhythmy that they teach you about the soul merging. And basically, to get part three, you have to re-emerge with your soul. So you have to go find the child, innocent, pure self. And that little boy in you mm. still exists. Mm. That little boy still lurks somewhere mm. within your memory. You can still connect with that person at less than five years old where you were just so pure and magical. And when you can go and find that little boy version of you, you then are able to go forward into step three, which is heal my heart. So number one, show me who I've become. Mm. Show me the story, how I've got here today. Number two, re-emerge me with my soul. Reconnect me with that little innocent pure boy. Why? Because then heal my heart. What does that mean? If you're lucky to get through all three stages in four days, and I don't know what the percentages are, but maybe half do, mm. half don't, yeah. maybe less. It's not always that easy. Yeah. Um, if you're lucky enough, what you come out with is you leave there with no judgments. It's impossible to get angry. You cannot step on an ant. You cannot cut down a tree. You cannot see a withering leaf without offering it some water. You are just so connected to nature. To life. Just to the joy of life. And when, when somebody needs or asks for help, 
you approach it not with a mind but with a heart and as an example of how you think differently I went through all three stages in my last four days and I'm so grateful I'm a coach as you know mm. a couple of days a month I'm involved in coaching a guy a guy arrived on our sacred mat at yoga mm. and he sat on the mat he's 26 and this guy had a bit of a meltdown and uh Jackie and I, obviously, we know where this area is, yeah. so I, I went and got him afterwards, and I spent a little bit of time with him, uh, and it was very, very tearful, uh, and I would normally allow somebody to cry because I know that you've got to go mm. through the whole process. At this point, I just was compelled to hug him and go through it with him. So as a coach, it's not always wise to get emotional or get too, be too open. Mm. You've got to protect yourself so you don't pick up their stuff, yeah. right? And I've been shown various techniques and I can listen to the most horrific story and not let it yeah. get under my skin. Yeah. I can remain professional, if yeah. you like, or guarded. This time, I really felt compelled to get into this guy's stuff. And he was suffering so much, this guy, this is in the last eight weeks. Uh, and I hugged him and we cried together and the pain that he felt and the pain that I witnessed, uh, it, it was just magic. It was magic on a yoga mat. Um, so much so that afterwards, afterwards, when we both stopped crying and he gathered himself, I, I offered him some advice how to leave here today mm. and to go home and how to be and what to be cautious of. Uh, and I can, only, I can only say that what I said to him came from my heart, not from my head. Mm. The words came from somewhere that, that my advice never normally comes from. Mm. There were such heartfelt, soft, loving sentiments. I just thought, ooh, this is new. This is, this is new for me. Mm. Um, anyway, he went away and he texted me and it was so magical. He went, I don't know what you've done to me, but he said, I've gone home and I've been vomiting. <laughs> so I immediately texted him back and I went, brilliant, you're purging emotion. It's a purge. I said, and if you can keep vomiting, um, please don't resist it. Don't, if you start to have diarrhea, don't take Imodium, don't do anything to block it. Just let it go. Please let it go. Says this because his, his sadness hmm. was. Can you share what you said to him? Or I can't actually remember. No. If I'm honest, I just know it came out of my yeah, heart. Yeah. Anyway, he was vomiting for seven hours, <laughs> and he wasn't even ill. Yeah. And I just said it's and he, he's in touch with me all day yeah. and all night, um, and he stopped vomiting at night and I, and and he just went, "What the fuck was that?" I hmm. said, "What that was was a release." I said, "It's so good." I said. Trust me, you're now ready to deal with this mm. deep sadness that you've got. And it was intense. And it was a huge regret. It was guilt personified. Mm. He was carrying around so much baggage. Uh, anyway, he messaged me at night and he went, oh, I'm in a bad place, man. He says, I could really do with a talk with you. So I just said, look, any time, day or night, if you need me, mm. I'm here. 
And honestly, you know, we all say my doors are open 24, yeah, yeah, but yeah. you know, if my clients contacted me yeah. at three in the morning, yeah. I wouldn't respond. Yeah. I'd phone them the next day. Yeah, yeah. It was different this yeah. time. Because right. uh, you were partly responsible for this as well. I didn't feel responsible. I felt involved. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I felt really connected. Mm. I had no idea what mm. the shit was that mm. was going to come up. But, but you'd opened those gates. I'd you? allowed me mm. to get in there mm. with him. And it was, it was odd. It was a new thing for me. Uh, so next, next, that night he said, can I see you tomorrow morning? Sunday morning. I went, absolutely, what time? And he went, 9 a.m.? Oh, well, it's a bit early for Sunday morning. I went, yeah, no problem. Yeah, yeah. Get yourself in. Yeah. So I got up at half seven, and I went and sat, and uh, I meditated, and I asked Mother Ayahuasca, I just said, can you please help me find the wisdom and the compassion and the love that I need to help mm. this guy? 26-year-old who was suffering so badly. Um, I said, he's coming to me, I just I need some guidance. So she just said, find a flip chart. Mm. I always have a flip chart when I'm coaching, mm. I love them. Yeah, yeah. Find a flip chart and write in big letters the word truth on the page and put it in the room so he sees it. And that's it. Mm. That was all, that's awesome. So I got a flip chart in that room there. And I wrote truth. Letters were about a foot tall. I wrote it in green pen. I really didn't know why I was doing yeah. it. I just did it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? yeah. So he comes in. Hmm. Uh, he looks rough. He looks like he's had a bad night. Yeah. Um, I would always have a pen and paper. This time I didn't. I thought, well, that's interesting. You know, how, how am I going to sit with this guy for an hour, hour and a half hmm. without taking some notes? Hmm. Or when thoughts come, I don't interrupt people when they're talking. Hmm. I wait for the right hmm. moment. Uh, but how am I going to catch things that I want to... Hmm. So I've got all this mind stuff and my heart's just going, yeah, this is different. Yeah. Just be. Yeah. Be present. Yeah. Well, we cried. Uh, he sobbed. He... He went through it. And I went through it with him. And all I can say to you is it was probably one of the finest coaching hours ever. Yeah. And I've done thousands of hours. But it was so heartfelt. When when my brain was coming in, okay, well look, when he when he says that, okay, well the advice I'll mm. give you all, what I'll suggest now, I'll take him down this series of questions mm. to get him to work. I just my heart would go, fuck that. Yeah. That's the old start. We're just gonna go with intuition. Anyway, he left after an hour and a half, and uh, I, I had to sit and just take it all in it was just so there was so much beauty at just taking part in this I call it a coaching session but it was like a, an intense one to one of souls mm. merging right it was heart heart to heart and this guy was so vulnerable and so open and so honest because I was in a place and a state where I could allow him to be mm. and he says it, it, it never got there until then mm. and his healing now is uh, is on a is on a journey. He's yeah. been carrying this problem, mm. this guilt for years, uh, and he's on a journey now of healing himself. And he suffers from intensive OCD, right? Um, which is the brain doing some things to cover the emotional pain. Right. That's quite often how things like OCD or alcoholism 
self-abuse, self-destructive behaviour, which OCD is in a sense. Yeah. It's how we cope with emotional pain. And uh, he's now his OCD is reducing. Uh, he's getting some help with that. And it was just a really special moment. And this conversation started by you asking me about ego being yeah. less yeah. egotistical. I've had four coaching sessions in the last month and they've all been so different. I'm going to say, what, what, what have you learned? What have you done differently then? I've, I've learned to trust that all the skills I've got as a coach and all the things I've been taught and the processes to take people, you know, my job is to get, get you from where you are to where you want to be. Yeah. And I always thought I need to get you there as fast as possible. Mm. And sometimes I'm ferocious, you know, I, I'll tell you as it is. Mm. I want you to feel the stupidity of your behaviour mm. because then you can dump it and mm. ditch it and let go of mm. it. You know, so I was quite curious, humorous, piss-taking, ferocious. Now I don't, I don't think I can do that anymore. I can be curious, I can be inquisitive, but I'll be very gentle with you. And I'm not saying you won't go through the same feelings and emotional shifts. Mm. And I might not get the same... I, I will probably get the same results, mm. but I'll just get them in a completely different way. Mm. I'll get them from heart, not mm. from mind processes. You know, I've got sets of questions that I can reduce most people to either leaving the room because they can't deal with mm. it, or they'll have a meltdown. And I, I can I can achieve that with most people in less than half an hour. And that sounds like an egotistical mm. thing to say, but it's true because I've been given the skills and the tools. You know, I can get into your shit. Mm. The first time we had some proper coaching, you cried. Mm. You said, wow, that got my Achilles here. Yeah, yeah, it shocked yeah. you. Yeah, 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 you yeah, sat yeah, behind yeah. your own desk and you went, yeah, ooh, yeah. Yeah, 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 wow, yeah. you got me there. Yeah. Now that was a process. I was going for you. Yeah, yeah. Just like chipping away. I was going for you. I was chucking, chucking. You didn't know. You were getting mm. a bit uncomfortable. Mm. A bit uppity. And then I, I mentioned a word and you went, yeah. boom. Yeah. And I knew, I knew I was going, and I, and I went for you intentionally, because you had to feel it mm. to then go, I need to get away from this. Mm. So those kind of processes which I can do and do and do and do, I now do them just with my heart involved. Mm. With my heart involved. Mm. More intuitive way then, would you say, rather than prescribed? I don't need a pen and paper. Yeah. I don't worry about the sequence of yeah. questions. I don't worry about observing your body language yeah. as so acutely as I do. Yeah. You know, I, I always said, I can spend two hours talking to anybody by observing them for 30 seconds. Yeah. And that's true. Yeah. I, if you walk through a door and I've, I've prepared myself, yeah, yeah. I'll watch you, observe you. Do you want to tell the audience what I did? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When so, you walked into there? Well, as we... As we Walked in, we had a you know like a brief chat like you do house things and all that. And uh, David said to me, um, you know, all in all, how are you at the minute? If if one is you know bottom of the battle and ten is everything's amazing, how do you out of ten? What how are you feeling at the minute? He said to me, and unbeknown to me, he'd written a number out of ten. So I went, well, you know, family's up there, works down there. So I say on average, I'm about a five out of ten. You then, like uh, one of them magicians do with the card tricks, you then showed me a bit of paper with five out of ten on the top. And I've been in the... Well, you said you knew that the minute I got out of the car. Yeah, you? in less than 30 seconds. Mm. And, and, uh, and we all have the skill to do that. Mm. You know, it's, there's no magic. We are biologically evolved to mm. read body language. Mm. 
because we need to know if you're a threat or yes. not. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Do I need to run or fight yeah. you or yeah. are you, are you going to eat me? You know, yeah. what, am I safe? Right? We do it naturally. Yeah. And we literally take in over 2 billion bits of information into our brain per second. Mm. And we process, digest and delete the majority of it. Very little of it's useful. But the useful things are finding out if you are welcome. Mm. Am I safe? How does this person look? Yeah. Right? And we read thousands of body signals mm. um, and bits of information. So when you walk into a room, I can't help it. I do it naturally. Uh, I, I naturally assess you. Yeah. Uh, and it's not, it's not to assess you. Mm. It's just so I can be the best version yes. of me for you. Yes, yes. Because yes. if I'm a 10 out of 10 and you're a 5, yeah. we're not going to get on no, great. No, no. Because you're going to be thinking, Dave's too fucking happy for me right now. You know, he's not really getting me. Yeah. And our interaction won't yeah. synchronise. Yes. Yeah. And I'm not saying I have to get miserable to get no. into your shit, but I have to lower my vibration and I have to be softer and more mm. empathetic to allow you to be in a nice space. Yeah. So I worked out you were a four or five yeah, out of yeah, ten. Yeah. Very rapidly. Yeah. You didn't get through the door, actually. It was when you were getting yeah, out of the yeah, car yeah. and you were getting the stuff yeah. out of the car. Yeah. Your energy and your movement. You're normally a bit up and bouncy. Yeah, yeah. There was no bouncing yeah. step today. Yeah. So, all I can say is now, I just have... My heart yeah. is involved yeah, yeah. in the process. Yeah, so no, not a prescriptive way now. I just uh, see what... Take it as it comes. Would that be a, a way of saying those, it? Those skills that I have won't be erased and they no. won't be not useful but I, I worry less about employing now. them yeah I just worry less about yeah. employing them and you know I used to I used to think after a coaching session how good was that how successful was I yeah so I don't uh, even worry about that anymore couple of things and before we wrap up because we've been here <laughs> nearly three hours okay come on and then. I don't want to take any more of your time a couple of things that you mm. mentioned to me mm. avoiding a butch lesbian <laughs> So, there's this thing called rapé, which is what the Amazonians use to open up the third eye. Yeah. Basically, it, it opens up your pineal gland, the mm. third eye, and the, it opens up a part of the brain so you can be intuitive and get into this different state of consciousness easier. And rapé is a fine powder that is a mix of natural tobacco, mm. Amazonian tobacco, and lots of ground spices. Mm. And uh, they put it into this long pipe. It was about a foot and a half long. And they put it in their hand, and they, they, they load the end of the pipe mm. with this powder. Mm. And then they put it up a nostril, your nostril. So you kneel in front of them, and the, the, the tribesman or the shaman will put it into your nostril. And you'll put a finger on the opposite nostril, and then you'll hold your breath, close your mouth, and he will go, and he will blow the pipe, and he'll shoot this spiced tobacco up into your fucking brain. Man, it's dynamite. What's it like? What? Uh, your head explodes. Right? You sit there, you... The first time I did it, beads of sweat poured out my forehead immediately. Um, I sneezed, because obviously my nose, what the hell's going on? My eyes watered. It's like having cayenne pepper poured into your brain. So, oh my God. And then, of course, you've got the other nostril. 
So you then have to block that nostril and then he loads the pipe and <laughs> same stuff. Yeah. yeah. So you get it blown up both nostrils. And the idea is that it starts to work on your energy and it clears the pathway for you to have a really great ayahuasca experience. Like opens your doors. Yeah. Well, the first time I had it, uh, Taita Juanita gave me it. And I thought everybody was having it. Turns out I was one of four yeah. out of first 60, 70 people. And he gave me it because he obviously intuitively thought yeah. I needed it. Oh, I couldn't have been so wrong. I puked and vomited for four hours. This is during the day. I'm yeah. on day one, for this God's is, sake. This is right? pre... Yeah. yeah you're not this is when I drunk the red wine landing in Costa Rica. Yeah. I thought <laughs> yeah. I was cool. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, he knew I needed cleaning before ayahuasca. So I got absolutely smashed in by this stuff. Well, now I love it. Mm. You can blow it up my nose and I'll just sit there like nothing's happened. I'm just... I welcome it. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So you take it. You, um, you know, you you're now more immune to this. Yeah. So Jackie and I have done it a couple of times now before yoga workshops yep. when we do a, a workshop day, and it just helps us be more intuitive. Yeah. So I I, I kind of get it now. I used to hate the stuff. I mean, I was scared of it. Got some upstairs. <laughs> so. Um, they, before ceremony, they say, you know, rapé is now available if mm. anybody wants to have their nose blown off with this stuff. Uh, so I joined a queue, and there were three shamans. Um, there's a guy from South America who's really an intense-looking man uh, who I was drawn to. And then there's a, a lady in the middle who looks like everybody's auntie. <laughs> A grey-haired lady. She, she was lovely. Yeah. Um, and they, these three were trainee shamans. So oh, they, right, they yeah. were on a journey yeah. training to do ayahuasca ceremonies. And then at the end is a rather large lady. A Germanic, or she might be mm. Dutch, forgive me for not knowing. But she was butch, masculine. I'm going to say she was a lesbian, right, but yeah. it's irrelevant. Right. Yeah. right? Um, so... I joined the queue, and this queue will split one of three ways when you get there. You know, whichever seat is empty for you yeah. to kneel in front yeah. of. Well, I just made my mind up. I'm not going with the butch lesbian. You know, I'm, I'm going to try and get the South American yeah, yeah, guy. Yeah, he yeah, looks yeah. cool. Yeah. Uh, I'm not, you know, if it's anti, well, yeah, yeah. no way I'm going having her do rapé at my yeah. nostrils with a pipe. Any reason why you thought that? Uh, great question. I just decided I preferred him. Hmm. It's judgment, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have nothing against lesbians. No, no. I have nothing against Germans or Dutch people. Or butch women. Or, or butch women in general. <laughs> I just decided I'm going with him. Yeah. So I've made this decision. Um, this is day one, by the way. Anyway, I could see what was happening. People were having, having rapé and then leaving. And it was pretty obvious that I was going to end up yeah. with the butch lesbian. So I started smiling, and I thought, well, I haven't had any ayahuasca yet, not for two years, anyway. And I just said inside my head, are you teaching me something there, Mother Ayahuasca? And she went, yes, your first lesson has begun. And I knelt in front of this butch lesbian, <laughs> and she said, what's your name? And I said, David. Yeah. And she said, well, I said, what's your name? And I can't remember it. And she said, lovely to meet you, David. And I just thought, oh, God, she's so beautiful. Yeah. So she, she did rap it, and then she put her hand on my shoulder, 
And she said, God bless you, David. And I thought, you wanker. Twat. <laughs> you twat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This yeah. woman is beautiful. Yeah. She's so beautiful. Mm. You know, you judge, judge all my Western shit. Mm. And afterwards, I just laid there and uh, let this massive buzz go around my head. And I just said, that was my first lesson, mm. wasn't it? Yeah. And she went, yes, it was. Mm. So every time rapé was administered over the next four days, guess who I went to? The butch lesbian. Yeah, she was so lovely. So that's... Uh, that's that one. Snappy, snappy alligator in a nun's habit. Okay. So on the wall, we've got a list of experiences and, and he's randomly choosing some. Nothing happens by accident, does it? So, during the day, there's breakfast and lunch. We, yeah. don't, we don't eat from midday onwards. During the day, I got sat next to this guy, opposite this guy called Todd. And me and Todd are brothers now, you know, we, we're connected. Mm. Todd lives in Arizona and uh, he's a businessman and he's quite intense. He's got some stuff, mm. right? And uh, I sat opposite him, day two, day three, uh, and I'd been near him in ceremony the night before and noticed that he coughs a lot. Mm. <coughs> All night. Yeah. To the point where he'd really annoyed a few people. But that's part of it. You know, it's about if people are coughing all night or shitting, puking, crying, screaming, you accept it. Yeah. And you end up loving them for it. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, he was coughing. And I, I thought, I wonder what that is. So I'd asked him if he was a smoker during, I think it was breakfast or whatever. And he went, no. He said, you're talking about my coffee? I said, yeah. And immediately I just got this information that he... He had some trapped emotion here in his yeah. upper chest, in his sternum area. Yeah. And I said, does the cough come from here? And I pointed and he went, yeah, absolutely. I said, who was really stern and severe with you as a child? I don't know where these words are coming from. And this is what I said to him. And he just put his knife and fork down and he went... Wow, this is my mother. She beat the shit out of me all my life. So much so that I'd bleed. Yeah. It says she was the, the most stern and severe person of my existence. And I went, that's the cough. And he went, I know. I said, okay. Well, this guy and me were just connected yeah. for the rest of the week. And uh, we had lunch together. We spent a day together. You know... My birthday was whilst we were there and he came out with me a few nights after we left the resort and had birthday dinner with us. And, and uh, it was just hugely grateful for me being bold enough mm. and mm. taking the risk of saying yeah. whatever I was thinking. Yeah, it is a risk. That it's a massive it's risk. Is. I don't know yeah. the guy. Mm. Um, and, and this intuition is something that I really learned to trust but what I found afterwards is because I was so excited that it was validated. Mm. And my intuition was being rubber stamped yeah. by him going, yeah, fuck, yeah. how do you know that? Yeah. You know? Um, I then wanted to give him loads of advice. Well, I got this vision of a little alligator snapping its jaws, yeah. wearing a nun's habit. Right, which he would. Of course. <laughs> and I went, in my head, I went, what's that? And she went, that's you. She says, you could be so peaceful like a nun or a saint or a mm. monk. She was showing me a religious symbol. Mm. 
But she says inside your head there's this little snappy alligator who just wants to talk, who just wants to give advice, and it needs to shut the fuck up. Right. And get inside the habit. So I'm going, is that me? She went, yeah, sometimes you just want to talk too much. And I want you to talk less and just be. So retract inside the habit, be with your intuition, and don't overdo it. Don't try and over-deliver mm. And I totally got it. What, I totally got it. Why do you think you did that then? Not do. Why do you think you did that previously? A bit of ego, a bit of excitement, a bit of, you know, I love talking, mm. obviously. Um, I am very auditory. I like sound. Mm. I love music. Um, so a stimulating conversation is, is my dream. Yeah. I want to it's up there with my top ten things to do. Uh, but do you find yourself... But in coaching, let me, let me answer it. In coaching, or when somebody's engaged in a conversation with me, and I'm just, I'm in flow, I can't wait to talk about the next thing. Mm. I've already got the answer. I yeah. know what to do next. Yeah, I know, yeah. You know, I'm two, three steps ahead. Or at least I think I am. And what she was saying is, just be. Mm. When you're two, three steps ahead, you're not present. When you're two, three steps ahead, you're in the future, you're not in the now. Yeah, yeah. So she was just saying, with Todd, when you have this beautiful download of information which helped him realise his cough, his trapped emotion from all the beatings he got from his mother, and it's in his sternum mm. because it was a really severe, stern upbringing they mm. had. She says, your intuition did the job, mm. but you wanted to keep talking and yeah. keep digging and keep... And she said... No, went to be mm. and just went to stop the snappy mm. little alligator mm. chuntering and snapping yeah. away. So, the symbol of a religious habit or nun's habit or whatever it was, and this snappy alligator's jaw sticking mm. out was just the beautiful image mm. to stop me mm. and go, What the fuck's that? Yeah, yeah. That's all she had to show me yeah, to make yeah, it to yeah. go, yeah. What is yeah. that? Yeah. And then I got a massive lesson. And uh, yeah, I. I pretty good at spotting the alligator when it comes yeah yeah be more self-aware then in that respect yeah so biggest takeaway then from this second ayahuasca you know experience mm-hmm. what was it uh, we are all connected we're all one our human existence is so disconnected from nature, yet the elements that make us exist in planets and stars mm. and soil and trees, you know, we, we, we come from that and we go back into the soil. We turn into compost. Um, and I had a real appreciation of our connectivity to nature um, and the importance of immersing yourself in it. You know, I've chuffed to bits that you've got a dog because it'll get you into mm. nature, hopefully, at least at some point every day. So good for you. Um, so I, I really, really experienced that. And the other thing is what I've just been talking about, and that is that your heart knows. You know, we're so brain-mind-orientated, problem-solving, logical, logical. processing. Mm. The heart's so much more... That, that contains all the wisdom of the cosmos. Your heart knows. And when people have heart failure, heart defects, heart attacks, chest pains, 
it's actually the soul in a way crying out mm. to be heard yeah. we don't use our heart enough we use the head we mm. go through life with the head mm. far too much taught to be logical aren't we you know we just have so much shit to do there's so much information coming in there's so many demands on us there's so many problems to solve decisions to make people to answer to people who need us people who need our attention um, you just it's hard to disengage so how has this second time changed you then um, I think I'm mellower I think I'm more vulnerable more open more spiritual if I can maintain this heartfelt presence and connection then I'll be more intuitive mm. I'll be of more use to other people um, so I've, I've developed a couple of daily practices um, just to try and keep connected mm, maintain it yeah um, I microdose ayahuasca so I have a little few drops under my tongue oh, right. every night before sleep. Not enough to get hallucinogenic, no. but enough to allow my body to know that I'm always... Yeah, just keeps it. that... It's like topping up slightly. Tiny, tiny yeah. drops. Um, so I, I microdose ayahuasca under my tongue every night. Um, and I've started to do yoga almost daily. Yeah. Um, done an awful lot of yoga recently which is great having a yoga school next door yeah. um, but I, I'll sometimes get out of bed in the morning I, I, I've had cold showers now so I have a, I have a shower then yeah, I go cold I've been about that. so I do cold showers for either 10 deep breaths or 30 seconds whichever is the sooner and, um, and they really kickstart my autoimmune system mm. they, they're pretty shocking although now I quite like it yeah. I'm used to it um, so I do those, but then I, I'll sometimes drop into child's pose on the floor and I'll do a little yoga set to stretch my spine, to open up my hips so that when I present myself to the day, I'm very loose, yeah. very yeah. feel good. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I, uh, I don't know where that came from. Like, there was no discussion. There was no... I just started getting out of bed some weeks ago and just doing no, it. No thought Having the shower, behind it. Yeah. Cold shower followed by a little yoga set. Um, but then on a night like tonight there's a yoga class at 6.30 if, if, if I can I'll, I'll throw yeah. myself in it yeah. if there's a spare mat I've done yoga pretty much every day for the last couple of weeks I'm, you know I'm five to ten hours a week mm. of yoga at the moment you're looking, it, you're looking a lot trimmer thank you I've lost a stone mm. I um, I know that meditation yoga breath work deep breathing all those things keep us connected mm to source, to yeah. spirit. Yeah. They do keep you connected. Um, so I'm practicing those. You know, and it's it's not a chore, it's not an effort. Mm. Yeah. Um, so if it's natural then yeah. how easy is that? It doesn't feel like an intentional, yeah. it's almost so, yeah. automatic. Totally automatic. Yeah. So will there be a third ayahuasca trip? Yeah, they will. Um, we think it'll be this year. Right. Yeah. Um, Jackie would go back next week. Yeah. Because she wants to shift quickly yeah. out of where yeah. she's at. Yeah. Uh, it'll be in the second half of this year. We'll go right. back. Interesting. Yeah. Love to hear about it. 
No doubt you will, my friend. Well, well this, this has been... I know I said for the first one we went to places where I never expected. I didn't think that... I did warn you, get your well, seatbelt on, it's going to be right, you, know, you sometimes think, well, you can't really... I've heard it first time, it cannot be any more mind-blowing than the first was, but that was just... It, it, yeah. it, it, you know, and I can, I can understand why you go, why Jackie wants to go back and why you're going to go again. I can, I can see how life changing it's been for yourself and that's me that, you know, sees you, you know, not every week. Yeah. You know, you, you've, you just seem a lot more... You always were seemed at ease and you always seemed the sort of person that didn't give a shit what people thought and, you, you know, that, that brash, you know, kick doors down Dave Cooper, but now you seem a more... A more... Not gentler. Gentler is the wrong word. Let me know when you need help. Do you need help? Yeah. Go on. I'm present. Yeah. I'm very, very, very present. present. Yeah. That's how I feel and that's that's how I am. Mm. I'm present. And that says I never am, which is right. Mm-hmm. So it says you're always there. You're never never present. You're always looking at what's what's not happened yet. I think she might be right. Yeah. She's very intelligent, is my missus. She is, she's she's there for a reason, man. So thank you again, David. Absolutely mind-blowing. I can't wait to listen back to this. And when I get, when I get home, that's going to have take it to about one hour, tw- <laughs> is it two, two, one hour 24 to listen to this. It's going to blow your mind. So thanks so much again, David. Absolute pleasure and honour to have you share this. Thank David you. Cooper, thank you so much. You're welcome.